Welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. Dave, I know you watched the uh, President Biden presser recently. Man, I love that guy. <laughs> uh, How do you think he performed? Oh, I think he performed just like anybody thought he would. <laughs> oh, my. He's an amazing man. I, I, I am inspired every time I see him. Oh, inspired? So inspired of what not to do. <laughs> Uh, how who not to be like? Oh my gosh, it's so hard to listen to, <laughs> and I try real hard. Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's terrible, and it's it, it's like the uh, it's it's the state of the bullshit. It's not even state of the union. It's state. It's just bullshit. Yeah, it's there's so, a lot. It, it just feels like he's such a politician when he's in front of that microphone, and and that's only when he's on you know, on prompter. Right. It just, it just seems like he's, you know, seeing everything through rose colored glasses. Like, like, Oh, he's done such an incredible job considering, well, what are you talking about? I am going to say something positive because we have, I have, oh. we don't have to, <laughs> we don't have to, and it's hard to do, but mm-hmm. I did hear more than one complete sentence that he did say by himself. Oh, and yeah. I don't even think it was written down. So, Hats off to him. That should mm-hmm. be a win for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> well, I have a, I have, I mean, so this bad. actually might be a, a clip heavy uh, episode, but I have, I have a little, little snippet of him, you know, kind of struggling through, but this was almost a what, two and a half, almost a three hour, I think, presser. Yeah. I was wondering I was surprised. how many times he let go in his diapers that whole time. <laughs> he can't sit there that long without having to whiz. Mm, not at that age. And not, not, that. <laughs> not with that mental uh, state. Not in that mental state. Uh, oh. Well, I think that there was a push from, from his handlers. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Easy. Uh, uh, to to show that he's he's got some stamina. Right. The problem is, is that the more you leave him up there, the more you realize that he just meanders around. And Anyone does. can stand up there for three hours, but right. can you make it look like you're energetic? Can you make can you make it look like you're you know what you're talking about? And uh, you know, there's a few here. I go, yeah, he's kind of kind of wandering around. Most of his answers were taking forever to get to. Yeah, he might as well be at the Thanksgiving dinner table. Just beep, 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 yeah. beep. Just... Well, and sometimes it surprises me on, on how he uh, responds to, because he tries to make, you know, crack jokes, you know, and be funny. But then other times, like, he, like, almost lost his temper with one of the reporters. And I don't even know which reporter it was, but... Neither I think does he, I think... so it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I have a, a, a clip of it, and he kind of goes off on him. A little surprised by his anger. Are you? He threatened to beat somebody up <laughs> during his, when he was running, uh, talking about how tough he is. And yeah, but take, he knows he's like, uh, this is like a big presser for him. And he should know, yeah, keep things more light. Light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's like like 4%, you know, um, approval rating. <laughs> I'm sure it's up higher than that, like 6 or 7%. Uh, no, I, I don't know where it's it's fallen down to now, but yeah. it's not good. I think it's in the low 40s. This is a I don't range. know what the lowest ever was by a president, but man, he's got to be... It's pretty low. He's got to be getting down to but break, even, breaking a record. Even among his his own party, it's his approval rating is very I high. think he, he, the next uh, election, he's probably going to accidentally vote against some, himself. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I did what? Oh, damn it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, he's not in a good way. He's been he's been kind of touting his accomplishments for this first year. With on on a side, this is only his really his second big presser uh, since he started. Okay, yeah. You know, I mean, Trump was in front of the microphone all the time, talking off 
off uh, off prompter. Right. And and you know the the press was his, hitting him pretty right. hard. And you know the difference with Trump, and I'm not trying to make this between a, a Trump versus Biden thing, mm-hmm. but you know Trump had his own ideas and his own plans and his own. When he says, "Hey, I'm going to give it to them like you ain't ever seen before," we went, "Oh shit, here we go," because mm-hmm. you know he means it. Yeah, we almost didn't even need the detail. When this guy says, "I'm going to hit him with everything I got," I'm like, "Oh shit." You know, you ever seen Mr. Burns hit it, take, thrash somebody? Uh-huh. You know, that's what I picture him doing. Was his, it was his assistant, Smithers? Smithers, yeah. Smithers, go get the dogs. <laughs> he, he, Biden's worst thing is like dumping a bucket of feathers on somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, take that. Well, and he tries to act so stern. <laughs> hey, do you want to talk about Russia and Ukraine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can start this? there. I'll say, I think we need to. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. Well, I'll start it's off. It's a sad deal. It is a sad deal. I'm going to start off with, with the first <laughs> the first of many clips that we have, because he had mentioned some things about Russia invading Ukraine, right? and it made a lot of people nervous, to the point where, right after this presser, uh, Jen Psaki comes out and, and tries to really massage and right what and he make really it official. meant was <laughs> yeah well i'm gonna i'm gonna play the first one because if i were ukraine in fact by the time this episode airs officially who knows russia may already be in ukraine. yeah this could be true all right here we go russia will be held accountable if it invades and it depends on what it does it's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do etc but if they actually do what they're capable of doing with the force amassed on the border it is going to be a disaster for russia my guess is he will move in he has to do something the ukrainian officials reacted with shock <laughs> you think you think well and i also notice he, he i can't I, I just saw it and i can't even requote it but mm-hmm. he looks down he goes russia will be in big trouble. <laughs> it says it right here. I'm not sure who wrote it, but it says it. Mm-hmm. At least I think that's what it say. Well, oh my he, he spent a lot, a lot of time saying different things and some contradictory. But the first part when he's talking about, you know, that that Russia, you know, probably go in there. But you know, our response is going to be dependent on on what they do. You know, on how on serious that what? is on the level, right? And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me! There, you step foot in there, you're going to get your ass kicked. That's that's exactly what it, what it should be, right? I mean, just imagine your house, your house being your sovereign nation, and someone who's considered your enemy steps foot in your house or heck even on your property yeah you don't think they're going to be met with some major force right it's like well you know they took the tv you know and 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 the radio and stereo they didn't like rape the family you yeah. know? so <laughs> we're gonna let them go <laughs> rape the family. well i'm just you know putting in yeah. you know no, it, it, who knows that could actually be part of their their deal well, i don't know how bad that things are going to get but it I, doesn't matter well knowing biden i would think that he's pretty lax on what people do you're like well mm. as long as they're out there just smoking crack and hanging out with hookers <laughs> it'll be okay you know because yeah. as long as they don't go overboard and you know do stuff that his son wouldn't do yeah yeah well that's now what... he's gonna act yeah yeah there's always those scales yeah it's like <laughs> when is it when when are you going to react and exactly what are you going to do because it's so hollow but at the same time he's 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 essentially going yeah do what you're going to do but tread softly yeah well, think about you're going to do it, and you could take him. He even specifies, even maybe later, that you know they have the ability to go in there and do whatever they want to do. 
and they could take it, and they might have it for a while. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. And that's not what anybody wants to hear. They want to hear like, oh my gosh, are we going to be okay? We're going to be okay. Tell us we're going to be okay. Well, you know, Russia's got one of the best militaries out there. Absolutely. And they've got over 100,000 troops on the border of Ukraine right now. And he could do whatever they want with Ukraine. Oh, absolutely. And think about the confidence from, you know, all of our allies when we pulled out of Afghanistan. Oh, absolutely. They were like, oh man, Russia's like, man, if they're going to come down here and treat Ukraine like they treat the U.S., Mm-hmm. We're going to walk all over him. Mm-hmm. We're going to get everything that we want. In fact, they might even write us a check just for the fuck of it. Well, so Oops. we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast. Uh, as far as is Ukraine's status, they're not officially an ally. In this sort of scenario, yeah, I mean, Biden's just threatening, oh, they're going to, Russia will, will suffer. Uh, and he's talking about sanctions. And I don't think Putin really cares about sanctions. I have a feeling that what he wants with Ukraine is bigger than whatever we could give him mm-hmm. or do to him, I should say, whatever mm-hmm. retaliation we're going to give. And again, the re- retaliation that they're going to get, if they give them the same kind of retaliation that when, as we pulled out of Afghanistan, I'm saying this kind of jacked up, <laughs> but if, if they treat it the same way, they're going to be met with zero uh, response. Yeah. And why wouldn't they think so? Think so? Oh, sure. Because but that's why Jen Psaki came back and had to clarify. And, you know, even Vice President Harris came out to Oh, thank goodness. Clarify. Oh, I'm sure she made it all more understandable. <laughs> well, I, I do have one of, one of her little interviews. Well, good. But, I, had, I have not heard it. I would like to hear it because um, let me, let me get, get to, me on board. Let me get to the first one, which is this reporter, the CNN reporter, who's actually in um, Kiev and reporting oh. on how Ukraine basically responded he needs to get the hell out of yeah <laughs> responded to to biden's uh speech well, look i mean as soon as president biden you know, made that distinction between a minor incursion uh, and a full invasion and suggested that that uh, a minor action by the russian military an incursion into ukraine would elicit a lesser response in terms of sanctions uh, than, than a full invasion. I mean, my telephone just lit up with people you know, texting me, <laughs> Ukrainian should, officials yeah. saying, you know, they were shocked uh, and stunned by what they, what they heard. Usually, remember, US officials talk about the crushing sanctions that will be imposed against Russia if there's any kind of military action at all. This, this nuance, this sliding scale of, you know, lesser sanctions for a lesser incursion. It's just never been made public before, even though I understand that behind closed doors in the United States, that's always been something that has been considered. It's certainly not been something they've put out there publicly. And, you know... But that's coming from a two-tiered, you know, justice system. Mm -hmm. You know, what did they expect from how we treat ourselves here? Yeah. Well, when when he mentions that, yeah, sure, behind closed doors... There might be a sliding scale of response and, you know, incursion and how we, you know, respond to it. But publicly, that's Biden screwing up his explanation of what we're going to do if, if in fact, if Ukraine gets invaded. That's like telling them um, the military move. Yeah. We're going to land here. (laughs) No, 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 guys. Right here. Over to the left. A little bit more to the left. That's where we're going to do our deal. Yeah. At like three o'clock. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, Middle Eastern time for sure. Uh Um, But that's exactly right. Uh And and yes, I understand the shock, but at the same time, really, 
this administration, how could you really be shocked? They should have already planned on this. I, it, I guess you're right. It's really not shocking anymore. It is very disturbing still. Just, yes, absolutely is. Uh, you, All joking aside, it is effed up disturbing. Yeah, you wanted to hear yes. Vice President oh. Harris. Enlighten me. Because I know so, you love watching her on TV. She is so freaking smart. This is like AOC's mom, I think. Uh, what gets to me more about this little clip is just, is is sort of, oh, by the way, if, you, if you're only listening to the audio, you are missing out. You've got to see the video because the look on her face as she responds to this reporter is priceless. Yep. Looks like she's wearing a diaper too. <laughs> but yeah, they're talking about Ukraine. Before I leave this, I mean, Ukrainian officials uh, reportedly heard these words from President Biden with alarm. I know the White House tried to clarify it uh, and clean it up afterwards, but was the damage done? You can't unring the bell. Is Vladimir Putin likely to listen to a later statement from the White House press secretary or the words of President Biden? Right. I will repeat myself. And I'm vice president of the United States and the president and I (laughs) work closely together. And I know his position because he has been consistent in that regard. If Vladimir Putin and Russia takes aggressive action, it will be met with a cost that will be severe. Mm. And mm. <laughs> and guys, see, it says right here that I'm the vice, what is that? It says vice president. Vice president. Yeah, I'm the vice president. Damn it. <laughs> like we can't ask them questions. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the attitude that she delivers, and she's done this on other interviews too. Well, sure. It's like like we're taking her time. Like, mm-hmm. listen, I have a lot of laughing to do, mm-hmm. and I can't do any laughing talking to you. Oh, my gosh. It, it, there is no accountability at all. Mm-hmm. There's no transparency. Or, are they overly transparent? Is that, is that a they, problem? I think they accidentally release information, right. especially Biden in these interviews oh. or in these pressers. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing seems very... Well, I mean, it's unfortunate that we have the leadership in the office right now when we're looking at it from this uh, really inevitable invasion of Ukraine. Well, she pretty much did say again what what Biden said. She said if they did something severe, they're going to he's going to be met with something essentially severe. Mm -hmm. So I also take that as if they do something not so severe, probably get something not so severe. I'm curious about our allies and what they might do. Yeah, probably I mean, wonder just, if we're uh, going to be allies. I mean, when yeah. we don't react to certain things, it questions. When we didn't react to Afghanistan, the way that America reacts to the situations like that, you would think that every ally that relies on us quaked. Like, mm-hmm. oh, dear Lord. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. my gosh, they left their own behind. They will not be there for us when we need it, but mm-hmm. we better be there for them because they will smite us. Well, I mean... And the, the person who's really going over and trying to negotiate with them is Tony Blinken. And if you've ever watched him do any press, he's a hard one to, to watch too. Cause he's, he reminds me of, of Harris, yeah. he, the, just his attitude towards, you know, he's kind of better than everyone. And the way he kind of talks condescending to people. Well, when you get a job, I, I guess you, know, you could have a head on your, uh, a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Um, she didn't earn that. I want to move forward towards some of the other parts of this where the uh, press started asking questions. And one of them was talking about, about you know, Biden kind of over-promising things. Because 
you know, when he was running for office, he promised that he was going to unite the country and he was going to shut down COVID. COVID's going to be at a standstill. Yeah. So I think it's kind of interesting to hear his his response. Um, yes. Thank you, Mr. President. I know some of my colleagues will get into some specific issues, but I wanted to zoom out on your first year in office. Inflation is up. Uh, your signature domestic legislation is stalled in Congress. In a few hours from now, the Senate, uh, an effort in the Senate to deal with voting rights and voting, uh, voting reform legislation is going to fail. COVID-19 is still taking the lives of 1,500 Americans every day. And the nation's divisions are just that. as raw as they were a year ago. Did you overpromise to the American public what you could achieve in your first year in office? And how do you plan to course correct going forward? Why are you such an optimist? Look, what? Trying to be I didn't overpromise. And what I have probably uh, outperformed what anybody thought would happen. <laughs> the fact of the matter is that, uh, Boy, that could be we're true. in a situation where uh, we have made enormous progress. You mentioned the number of deaths from COVID. Well, it was uh, three times that not long ago. It's coming down. Everything's changing. Because everybody's dying. It's getting better. <laughs> look, um, I didn't overpromise, but I think if you take a look at what we've been able to do, uh, you'd have to acknowledge we made enormous progress. Oh, my gosh. But one of the things that I think <laughs> is something that— uh, He's getting to one it. One thing I haven't been able to do so far oh. is get my Republican friends to— Getting the game and making things better in this because you have no Republican friends. <laughs> he takes forever to answer the question, and he just says that you know we did a good job. We've improved in a lot of what, but exactly. And then and then he, he we did a good job in improving. <laughs> and then he shifts over to you know starting this process of blaming the Republicans for his failures. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's hard because even just that clip, I wanted to stop halfway through because it was kind of dragging on this is the entire presser right and 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 the other thing is that this is these were some very serious topics that he brought up very serious and he got that you know that joker smile on again Mm -hmm. thinking it's funny it's not funny to the american people Mm -hmm. and and there are a lot of people that died there's a lot of people that are dying that are vaccinated and there's a lot of you know I got to get to this a little off off sure. topic though. You know, I think I saw whether whether it's fake or not. I didn't look into it, but I heard you know the singer Meatloaf. Yeah, he died mm-hmm. of COVID, but mm-hmm. they have to make sure that it's stated that he was an anti-vaxxer or whatever guy. Yeah. So why not make fun of the people that go get a vaccination, get a vaccination, and they die? Mm-hmm. When I mean, no, none never. of it's funny. Yeah. But wouldn't that be a bigger joke? Hmm. I mean, none of it should be a joke, but the point is, is that none of it's stopping it. Nothing's working. Everything they're putting in place, everything that he said that he was, well, maybe this could be kind of towards the topic, that mm-hmm. he said that he's going to do and put a stop to COVID and all this stuff. He's not. The stuff that he's saying is in place to help us, all these masks, all these mm-hmm. um, vaccinations, and he's vaxxed, I don't know how many people, but he, he talks about how many people he's vaccinated, but... They're still yeah. dying. They're still getting put in the hospital and, and, and being next to death, whether well, they're vaccinated or not. And he was, he was kind of bragging, well, you know, it was three times that amount than it is right now. And it's like, but in your first year, in the same amount of time period that Trump was in office and you've been in office, there's been more deaths under, under Biden than there was under Trump. And the reality is, is, you know, we know a lot more about the virus now. and 
and Biden put in way more restrictions and encouraged all of his, you know, left mayors and mayors, uh, governors and, and states to also implement right. all of these restrictions. And there were still more deaths under his administration. Right. And, and, you know, but then he kind of acts the politician and says, yeah, but things were, it was three times as high as it is, as it is today. Well, yeah, it's because the variant is actually a lot less lethal and um, other countries are starting to open up and realize, I mean, they're turning into Bless what, the UK, I will say, yeah. you know, good for them because this is a situation. I've had friends that had to go to the hospital, family members that had to go to the hospital. Some of them were back. Some of them were not. Mm-hmm. It was a very situation, very serious situation for them. And if I get it, I'm concerned that I might get very ill. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to die from it, but I, I know I could, I, I'll, I might have a, you know, a, a uproad hill to, to tackle, to get over it. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it, it's, it's just, it's just taken away too much of our lives where it's, it's, it's countered. It's the fix is, is over overdoing the what's how do they say that <laughs> the the yeah the the basically the problem the solution assessed. can't be as bad as as the problem there you right go. now thank the you, solution is it is and and i can't go for that because mm-hmm. i know it's sad when all these people are getting harmed by this virus but everybody's bypassing all the other harm that's coming to people and that's not fair yeah you know mm-hmm well, there's so much scare still out there, and he's, you know, still perpetuating that scare. Um, at, at the tail end of that, he was talking about, you know, he's angry with the Republicans because the Republicans are, are so against him. But and, just, just his friendly Republicans. Yeah, well, and Mitch, just, Mitch McConnell. Just the three of them. <laughs> yeah, well, so this this next clip I think is interesting because he's, again, he's turning, like, his failures into someone else's fault. And he does that all the time. Well, of course. So here's, here's the, the clip of him sort of asking, well, what are the Republicans actually for? I did not anticipate that there'd be such a stalwart effort to make sure that the most important thing was that President Biden didn't get anything done. Think about this. What are Republicans for? What are they for? Name me one thing they're for. Liberty. <laughs> well there you go yeah there's a lot of things that, that republicans are for yeah and and the reason that they've been fighting is because they are for these things these things that you are not for and so of course they're going to be fighting against the things that they don't want absolutely it makes complete sense that's what, how government is supposed to operate yeah not to give into your dictatorship yeah i mean think about i mean just right off the top of your head you said liberty well that's sure that's the biggest That's thing a big I feel one. that we've got. We were we've getting we've gotten taken away from us. Mm-hmm. You know, even during nine eleven, we had a lot of, a lot of liberties taken away. That, but it was for our safety. Mm-hmm. And well, there's so many things that fit into that category of, of freedom. I mean, the, the amount of government intrusion in our lives the last two years have been significant. Yeah. And even when I'm trying to be optimistic, I know I know President Biden doesn't like optimism, but. Even when we get our liberties back, it will not. It'll probably be only 30% of our liberties. We will never get it all back. Yeah, it's well. It's been given away. I, I hope that when, when others get into government, we start to get some of them back because I would like to have some of them back. We've gone so far to the left that I'd like to shift a little bit more, at least to the center. But 
you know, other things that, that the Republicans are for. Smaller government, lower taxes. They hate that. You know, more freedom in the marketplace, capitalism. Yeah, Democrats hate that. Yeah. I mean, liberty, personal choice. Freedom of speech, hate that. Freedom hate of that. speech. Yeah. I mean, there's a huge list of things that they're for. Taking care of your own kids, hate that. <laughs> I mean, name it. Yeah. Name mm-hmm. it. But he asks the question, and he's an oppressor. Listen, the press are supposed to be asking the questions. They're not supposed to be answering yours. I hate it when he does that. Uh, you know, and he does it all the time. Yeah. He's like, oh, that's just a rhetorical question. Well, just stop with the rhetorical questions. They can't answer you back. You're just talking. Yeah. Grow a nutsack and freaking answer a damn question. Be mm-hmm. serious about it for a freaking second. And stop blaming your problems right. on, on the Republicans. Because seriously, you've, he's got more issues with like people in his own party. Uh, Cinema, Mansion, they were against this Build Back Better. And sure, they got hammered by their own party but still the majority of the blame still went on to to the republicans like wait a minute you know ahead of time that the republicans except for maybe romney are really against this this big old plan i mean there's some others that are you know tiptoeing over on that side Mm -hmm. but still come on don't blame your problems on on the republicans romney's not even a uh he's not an elephant he's not even a rhino he's like an ostrich you know (laughs) he doesn't even belong it's so weird how he because when he was running for president uh i wasn't completely for all of his his policies and stuff but i watched a a documentary on him where the crew was kind of following him around during his his run for president and and i think what he ran twice anyway no, I don't and and i and i learned a lot more about him as a person within that context and i thought you know maybe this guy is a good guy what? and uh and now, just based on how he how he's kind of voted and the people that he's been agreeing with, I go, uh, I'm not a big fan of his politics. He might be a good guy, okay, seriously, but not in the position he is. You know, I don't like him in his position, and yeah, I, I, I'm not a I'm not a fan of his at all anymore. I was very interested when he was started running. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, seemed like a good. Like a yeah. good, decent person. Yeah, a decent person. And he might be a decent person, but I don't like what he stands for. Yeah. Uh, this, <laughs> Does that the, make sense? Yeah. This next clip is a, a reporter's asking about, you know, maybe you're, maybe since you haven't had so much success, maybe you should scale back. <laughs> what? Mr. President. Didn't hear that. You mentioned your Republican colleagues, but right now your top two legislative priorities, your social spending package and voting rights legislation are stalled, blocked by your own party after months <laughs> of negotiation. You are only guaranteed control of Washington for one more year before the midterms. Do you need to be more realistic and scale down these priorities in order to get something passed? No. <laughs> uh, no. Where's his, where's his Joker smile on that so one? so funny. Okay. His answer is just no, and then after this, he just kind of meanders around. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to change course. He's really stuck to it. It's the same thing with with COVID. He doesn't want to change course, right? Because he's gonna. Uh, it's gonna like show fault. <laughs> it's just so funny how he just answered no. <laughs> Next. And you know what? And she actually did. This is kind of what reporters are supposed to be right. doing. That was a good question, right? But I will tell you, it sounds like he actually gave a truthful answer on that one. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll give him that. All right. <laughs> I said something good about that SOB. So funny. Oh. Uh, yeah, because... I wish I could find something positive. You know, back in the day, believe it or not, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I'm trying to really think really about what thinking. I'm trying to say now. <laughs> that you could maybe find something that you could appreciate from the other person. You okay. know? Mm-hmm. I can't. And I'm truly, and I truly try to be open. I swear. <laughs> I can dislike somebody a lot, but I do try to find something. Mm. Hmm. I've seen it. I appreciate that he can still stand upright, you know, <laughs> all by himself, it looks like. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I can't find anything is it between him and Kamala Harris. <laughs> I just think that the, the problem is, is that we're actually being impacted by uh, the federal government. In a great deal. Yeah, a great deal. And, and in years past, politicians and stuff, you, you don't feel it as much. I think we're feeling this way more, at least in the last you know, a couple of years as COVID is, you know, all the restrictions due to, um, you know, government intervention. And, 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 and they sit there and blame all of that. Like mm-hmm. they're using COVID to do what they are doing. Like they, he was blaming COVID on the price of gas. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have anything to do with uh, shutting down the pipeline, maybe. Yeah. I'm just curious. You know, we're buying it now. We're not making it now or however you say it. Yeah, we're certainly not energy you know, independent anymore. So... How is that COVID? Mm-hmm. That's that's a Biden situation. And I like it that when he talks about it a couple times, he's like, when President Biden will do, that's you. Like he talks like he's talking about somebody else. <laughs> it's like you got to know that somebody needs to put a mirror up once in a while so you can remember who the hell he is. <laughs> President Biden did that twice. No, no, that's you did that. I say I did that twice. You forget, buddy. <laughs> that's funny. Oh. I, I put a couple of notes down here about how Biden has done in his first year. Oh my! And I could have gone on, but I was I was getting tired of writing stuff down. And anyway, um, inflation's at a forty-year high. A forty-year high. And the thing is, is that this was not a problem until he got into office and started making all these changes, trying to help us out, trying to help Build us back out better. Yeah, yeah. It felt like he needed to intervene. To, you know, the to Green New Deal was trying to be implemented too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, debt increase. Now that's not unique to Biden. It's just that he's also a part of that problem because. Um, if you think about it, Biden, he's increased the debt plus all of the proposed spending that he wants to do to, of course, increase it even more. Well, Trump in, increased the debt a lot in his last year with, um, I can't remember if it was like a recovery. It, it had something to do with, of course, COVID at the tail end of his presidency. Uh, and then Obama was increase the debt quite a lot quite a bit and so so increasing the debt is nothing new it's just that at what point does it stop and biden of course has no intention of stopping it he says oh yeah it's not going to cost us anything to do these things i'm going to put words in his mouth but so is everybody else so Mm -hmm. um (laughs) you know i think that that he was saying something like 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 essentially the more debt we get the more out of debt we'll be yeah i'm like what the is that? Yeah, he thinks it's going to stimulate the economy. No, no. Every time you try you and do something, you're com- screwing it up. If you want to stimulate this economy, economy, oh, I might have said that right the first time, but is <laughs> same thing with a workforce. Mm-hmm. You want to know what you could do to stimulate us? Take the fucking masks off. Give mm-hmm. us back our liberties. The thing that uh, he doesn't know what Republicans are good for or worth, mm-hmm. you know, that will that will do more than anything. Talking about a boost of, and there's going to be people that still want to wear their mask and still be concerned. Fair enough. But how about this? Let everybody else live their way too. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is America after all, but the UK beat us to the freedom punch. Well, you you didn't really want to compare Trump and Biden a whole lot here, but to be honest, if you think about it, this is an area that Trump killed it 
when he was president. Right. He started draining the swamp. He started uh, reducing the size of government at, at all levels. He reduced taxes. He did a whole bunch to get the government out of everyone's life. And the Democrats put all and, the, the boogers back in the swamp. Yeah, and, and it ended up creating this real boom for um, unemployment, a big boom for economic growth, uh, energy independence. I mean, all of these things happened under Trump because he got government out of the way. Scott, just to prove your point, what you mentioned earlier, that his what he has implemented affected us, us at ground level, yeah. which they shouldn't be, mm-hmm. is there was this last year a time in our, my wife and our lives, we didn't know if we were going to still live here. Mm. We're going to make a break for it. We're going to move. We're going to sell our house. And, and where we live is supposed to be the place where I'm going to, in 35 years, die, you know? And maybe that's, maybe I should give a little bit more ambition to my, my life. But, <laughs> you know, but I don't want to go. But we mm-hmm. literally had to think about plan A, B, C, and holy shit, all the way to G of what we're going to do. What should we do? What can we do? And that's because there was no there was no um, bottom to the box. I mean, I wasn't afraid that was falling through. There was no bottom. We're holding on to the sides, going, "We got to think of something now." Mm-hmm. And luckily, we scraped by, and we're still not one hundred percent sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know where it's going to be in the next few years. Yep. I know the uncertainty because we got them for another three years. Uh, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about how his stance is on COVID and how great he thinks he's been. He's been amazing, Scott. (laughs) Dave and I appreciate you listening to the show. Please take a moment and write a review on Apple Podcast or Podchaser.com. And since Spotify doesn't currently have reviews, simply telling your friends about the show would be great too. Also, you can always reach out to us at our website, nevertoserious.com or via our socials at the NTS Podcast. And seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, thanks again for listening to the show. Some people may call what's happening now the new normal. I call it a job not yet finished. Oh, my God. (laughs) Or is it a job that they don't ever want it to be finished? Mm -hmm. You mentioned something about his... um, he has a little uh, uh, business on the side, mm-hmm. you know, making making uh, um, Hunter's uh, little side gig. Yeah, making uh, <laughs> uh, test tests. Oh yeah, COVID so tests. yeah, so he's he's um, I guess giving some money to a German company to make COVID tests in the U.S. A factory, and uh, and it's not supposed to be up and going until when. I think it's like in three years. Right. So what good business would for these guys be to put this thing out? They're going to keep it going. They're going to keep it going. It's a big money. It's a huge money gig for them. At some point, you have to realize that COVID is going to be, it's less deadly than the flu. So if that's the case, then why would we spend any more money on it? You think about the the flu shots that we get every year or people get every year, and you know the most vulnerable will do it, or the people who just don't want to get sick will will get it. That's kind of you know omicron is is from what the the data shows it's uh it's less deadly well, so why you, are we worried about it anymore? I have heard so many people going getting sick 
not so much really going to the hospital, but still getting sick. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, I mean, oh, I mean a yeah. lot lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I've heard so few uh, be life threatening. Oh, yeah. It used to be everybody was life threatened, you know? Oh, yeah. And But you only heard of so only a few here and there, but it was life threatening almost every time. Mm-hmm. Now it's everybody's got it. Yeah. Well, that's really not life threatening. And besides, and nobody's telling me if they have COVID 19. I don't even know what Omicron, Baracron, or I don't know what the <laughs> they are. Baracron. <laughs> I might have screwed up. That might be the next one. But are they telling us which one it is? You know? Or is it it's just COVID? No, because most of the time people some people are still freaked out and so they get COVID and they have to go to the hospital thinking they gotta get, you know, treatment or whatever, and in general they're sending them home because the symptoms aren't really that bad. And they're not testing them for what variant they have because to test for the variant is there's a little bit more science that has to take place in order to figure that one out. Uh, to do the test, it just shows whether you're positive or not. They have like six freaking life-saving um, vaccinations produced in in like less than a year, and they can't figure out which one it is in a 24 hours. <laughs> they probably can, but of the volu- but the volume of people who are still going in freaking out is ridiculous. But generally speaking, people are just getting, being sent home. I know a lot of people who have had COVID twice now, and they're still freaking out about it as it's so scary, but they've recovered from it twice already. And the both times that they had it, it was only for just a few days. And, right. and it was like, you know, and then they were over it. That's why so, everybody's like, yeah, quarantine for five days and you're fine. Well, that's why, yeah, they've reduced the number of days that you're supposed to quarantine. They still have stupid rules about, yeah, if you're vaccinated, then you don't have to go home. You, you can could still... Go, you <laughs> could go out in public mm-hmm. and pass it around. Yeah. Oh, my well, heavens. So on the topic of, of the, these tests, and, and I can't remember, you know, if, if it is correct, if it's like in three years or something that the factory should be ready to, you know, send these things out. Other producers are out doing it. But the question is, you know, why didn't we have these testing capabilities early on? And and Biden here, he, he says, you know, oh, well, you know, we probably should have, but we're doing it now. Look, we're also increasing testing. Should we have done more testing earlier? Yes. But we're doing more now. We've gone from zero at-home tests a year ago to 375 million tests on the market in just this month. If you buy a test at a store, your insurance will reimburse you. On top of that, we're making 1 billion, 1 billion at-home tests available for you to order and be delivered to your home for free. Just visit (laughs) covidtest.gov to know how to get that free Test Say it again. To your home. You are so correct. They're, nothing is free. Someone's paying for this. Guess who's paying for it? <laughs> yeah, everyone raise your hand. <laughs> Point to the idiot next to you. Uh, if you're driving, please just keep one, at least one hand on the wheel. Or just <laughs> just take it and find the first clip and just go for it. Punch it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, hate it. It. I hate it when any government official says free because they're lying. It's right. not. It's never free. Get realistic. 
Just mm-hmm. say you guys could get it at no cost to you at this moment. <laughs> yeah. Or how about this? Even better. What? These are your tax dollars at work. <laughs> Give us a fucking credit for yeah. something. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, thank you, taxpayers, because you have put in so many taxes that we can offer we this. Ha- <laughs> we have snorted up at no additional so much cost. of the other money that you've given us. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But I do. I hate it when they say, oh, yeah, it's it's free. No, it's not free. It's really not yeah, free. Yeah, give us props that anything that we have in this country, anything is off of our backs, mm-hmm. good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's so frustrating. Um, do you want to shift um, from COVID? <laughs> Yeah, what else we got? Uh, let's talk Speaking about of that. Let's cliff. talk about the uh, economy. What do you say? Oh Lord, uh, <laughs> let's go back to COVID. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one, th- yeah. this one, um, maybe we'll do one more on COVID because I, I kind of, um, I know a little bit about this particular, this right. particular right. one. Okay, so we'll go. I'm ready. Here we go. Uh, cut thirteen. Hang on, people. We provided the states 130 billion dollars. $130 billion to keep our students and educators safe and schools open. Funding for ventilation systems in schools, social distancing, hygiene for classrooms and the school buses. In addition, we've added another $10 billion for COVID-19 tests to be able to be administered at schools. And many states and school districts have spent this money very well. Unfortunately, some haven't. Yeah. <laughs> Oopsie. I love the way, and unfortunately, some haven't. <laughs> Twitch their own. How about say, give it back? Oh, my gosh. And, and you know. That's government for you. Right. So what about the public, private schools? Mm-hmm. What gets me is I don't think the private schools get any of that cash. So, and if they don't, why are these fools following the, their, everything that he says? Yeah, well, they're not getting it, anything. They have to do it all on their own, <laughs> and then and then somebody farts, and they're like, "I think that's COVID," and the whole school shuts down, <laughs> and then they guilt everybody into wearing a mask. When when like, mm, I better just leave it there. Oh, my, my brain went down a different path when you said fart and COVID. <laughs> well, uh, I won't. I won't do? bore the audience with the story. Um, <laughs> Okay, yes, well, I will. Well, I was going to say, well, so, please do. You can bore me. I'll listen to it. Okay, so there's this there's this, uh, this social media influencer person who was selling their farts. I guess she's, like, attractive, and she was selling her farts and oh, making money. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that a creepy thing? And, and you know, we remember when the sewer systems, they were testing and finding that COVID existed in the sewer systems? <laughs> can you imagine? These sick if, bastards are going... <laughs> Oh shit! I don't feel so good. <laughs> she's she's spent more time spreading COVID than any person in the United States. Oh my gosh, that's a whole other topic oh, alone. My gosh. Who that, that's who, so disgusting. Who, who buys? Who pays? Oh, there's who, a lot not of only pay, Even if it was free, I mean, who would? And, and how does she find out that people would? Somebody, <laughs> some sick bastard, but they're like, I tell you what, if you fart in a jar, I'll pay for that. <laughs> Listen, the internet is an amazing thing. She's. She's proved it. She makes a lot of money doing it. And I guess, yeah, for a while there, um, she had some sort of digestive problem <laughs> from uh, eating too much protein. And she had to stop um, selling her products for a while <laughs> because she had gotten sick and, uh, and couldn't keep up with the uh, demand. It's like, rip, 
Oh, all right. This one's gonna be twice as much. There's a little oh, bit more than gas man. in there. Okay, I'm I'm sorry, folks. I will I will move on. For the record, <laughs> I realize people understand that that should be something that I would have brought up, but that was all Scott, mm-hmm. not me. Yeah, I sorry. Didn't do that one. Nor- normally, Dave would bring stuff like that up. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't tell him to stop though. Okay, so back to this whole school spending deal. Okay, I I know from personal experience that there is a ton of money available for schools to upgrade ventilation, um, you know, HVAC systems, sanitizing, uh, those stupid transparent barriers that don't do anything to stop COVID. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of money for that, you know, masks, um, you know, t- you can get testing kits. Of course, there's a catch with all of this stuff because you have to like, with the testing kits, you have to, Log it and send Provide it in, and, yeah, and and uh, track you know if someone has it, and of course then there's the contact tracing that was such such an important thing. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different pieces to it, but there is a ton of money, and you got to believe all the money that's being wasted in public education. This was a great opportunity for people to waste. There are people who are doing these upgrades to their their buildings that it's completely unnecessary, and it. It's costing taxpayers a lot of money. Right. And and who's been proven throughout many, many years to waste the hell out of our taxpayers' money? The school systems already. Mm-hmm. And giving them the money. And I understand that there's some, you have to show proof of some things. Mm-hmm. But it's like you write them a check because you're doing the right thing. You well, know, Biden just said some are not spending it wisely. Okay, well, what are the consequences of that? Well, there isn't any. You, they, they, the feds handed out all this money to the states, and the states then deal with it. And oftentimes, the states aren't aren't dealing. Well, it's, it also, and I don't have any proof of this, but I almost don't need it. Mm-hmm. You know, the government gets the money. <laughs> Hold on, whoa, shame on me. <laughs> we give the government some money, then uh-huh. the government gets it, and then mm-hmm. a little bit on my pocket, yeah. and then they pass it on down, mm-hmm. and then the states get the money. Then they pass it on down to the schools, and the schools get money. Mm-hmm. Now they only have this much more, and will they do the right thing with it? No. <laughs> and he'll prove that much. Mm-hmm. Not all of them. Yeah, I don't have the story in front of me, but Oregon got in trouble for misplacing millions of dollars of COVID relief funds. What? Yeah. That's so rare. Okay, let's shift over to uh, the economy. And Biden's talking about, you know, the Federal Reserve has to step in. Now, the second challenge we're facing are prices. COVID-19 has created a lot of economic complications, including (laughs) rapid price increases across the world economy. People see it at the gas pumps, the grocery stores, and elsewhere. So here's what we're going to do. A critical job in making sure that the elevated prices don't become entrenched rests with the Federal Reserve, which has a dual mandate. Full employment and stable prices. Mm. Okay, it makes me uncomfortable that he is mandating to the Federal Reserve these things. Because uh, the way I look at it is, there's a lot of ways to get things back moving, get the government out of the way, mm. stop spending so much money, let yeah. people keep their money, don't increase our debt, get out of the way, remove some of these restrictions and regulations. But he's talking about the federal government stepping in. And doing these, you know, these two things. Generally speaking, I think the 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 um, not federal government, the, the federal, federal Reserve. Reserve. Uh, generally speaking, they just kind of control interest rates. You know, so you know, lending. That's kind of the big thing. Of course, you know, they're involved with the amount of 
money that they print and you know <laughs> create this problem in the first right. place um but this has already been happening so now what what else can they do well they can start raising interest rates but that's going to have an impact on people's ability to kind of get back started because if you think about right now there are a lot of businesses who just can't get enough employees yeah. that's starting to change gradually as as like these um you know unemployment numbers you know the uh, unemployment what's the employment insurance I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? No, you sound like you're trying to look for a big word that's more than three syllables. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, when people get paid when they don't have a job. Oh, oh, their unemployment? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's unemployment insurance, right? Okay. Is that yeah. what it's called? Anyway, you know, when people are receiving that um, and, you know, they're not taking jobs, then businesses, well, they have to pay more to get people. Right. So, you know, they may have to take out loans in order but, to have enough money to do these things, and if that incre- if the if the interest rates increase, the cost of that money is more expensive to them. And it wasn't due to COVID; it was due to their reaction to COVID. Oh yeah, I wish I could understand the difference of that. Mm-hmm. And 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 with the gas, if I hadn't brought this up before, that the gas situation is is almost all on his shoulders. Oh yeah, we don't it's we don't mm-hmm. uh, we don't produce our own fuel anymore. Yeah, yeah. Let me. Uh, How much did it cost you to fill up your rig the other day? Oh, yeah. Um, so it's like a 30-something gallon Which tank. Which I'm really jealous about still, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's my wife's car. But, um, yeah, it was... Uh, the the debit card has to be swiped twice in order to fill that tank because it, it stops... It exceeds the maximum limit? It does. <laughs> it stops at $100. Because I have like a 15-gallon-ish tank. I'm not mm-hmm. too sure exactly, but it ain't 30. <laughs> but it was like 57 bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and it's not even super... Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, he, what he's doing makes Obama's era look decent. Mm-hmm. And we were paying outrageous costs for yeah. things then. Well, he shut down, you know, these these pipelines. He stopped. He he said no to drilling and or oil exploration in on federal lands. Uh, Trump did a whole bunch to uh, um, make us energy independent. We were actually right. exporting gas or oil to other countries. Now he's asking other countries to release their strategic oil reserves onto the market to reduce the cost right. of oil. That and, seems ridiculous. And, and Trump, I guess, had that magic wand that could wave and produce jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, And he's not doing anything to produce jobs. If anything, he produced people to stay the hell at home. You know, There is no um, um, incentive for people to get off their asses and go to work when... Anybody and everybody could have gone to work. Mm-hmm. Their mandates killed it. Oh, yeah. And, and if they wanted to follow science, that they would never shut anything down at all. He just said, now, mind you, they're telling us how crazy it is right now, but we're not going to lock things down. Well, why in the hell not? It's crazier <laughs> than it was before, you said. You know, so, but don't panic either now. But we did panic before. What are we doing? <laughs> they're, it's they're like, just there, get out of the way. Come right. On. They're so busy contra- literally contradicting themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and how and no, they wonder why people are well, while well, we're all over the board. Well, and he's he's blaming part of the infl- um, inflation rates on the chip shortage. I've got a clip uh-huh. here of him talking about you know the problem really is is that you know we're the inflation is a problem because you know cars and new cars aren't getting the the chips that they need, and that creates this 
what are you talking about? Let's let's go back to, you know, what it cost me to fill up my car. Let's go back to talking about how much it cost me to, to do grocery shopping. You know, each Why month. Why it's $3 more for a, 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 what the hell is that called? A container mm-hmm. of, of ketchup. Mm-hmm. You know, cheese is nine bucks a, a block, not six <laughs> bucks. Mm-hmm. And six bucks is outrageous. Uh, you know? Yeah, I had some fast food today, and and normally it costs me less than five dollars for this particular order set of order that I that I unfortunately frequent, and <laughs> um and it was um just over seven dollars for the same order, and that's changed within the last week. I remember going and getting a burger and fries, and I look up there going, oh, "How about just the burger?" Holy crap, the burger's eight bucks, eight dollars. Yeah. I mean, it is the same cost. Going out to a, a restaurant, if not this, if not more, mm-hmm. at a fast food restaurant. Well, so he's. Um, I'm, I'm not going to play all these clips because it'll just run us over time. But you know, he he's talking about a beef and the cost of beef, and he says, "Oh, well, there's just such a a small number of of meat producers out there. You know, we need to increase competition and and do some do some." And he's not talking about really increasing competition, and he should have zero to do with that because the free market will recognize the demand and respond right. to it. He doesn't need to do anything about it. He just needs to get out of the way, get rid of some of these, you know, some of these uh, restrictions. But he's talking about, oh, we're going to increase um in- increase the uh the competition and we're going to we're going to try and work with these producers and no, just get out of the way. Yes, get out I of the way. 100% agree with you. Just shut the flip up and get <laughs> get out of the way. So there's a a recent article on CNN. It says the title is should the government control the price of food and gas? Oh my God! Can you imagine? It's bad enough. Yeah. What, what if they go in and start saying, "Oh, you know what? You can't charge more than I don't know two fifty How, a gallon." How's Kim Jong Un doing? Huh? Yeah. Right. I mean, do we really want to go that route? I mean, every time the government comes in and and sets a price, it doesn't change the demand. In fact, it makes it harder for there to be competition because if you set a sales price, the people who are actually wanting to sell that thing because there's a certain amount of demand for it, they won't come in because they know that they can't make right. more money on it. At some point, there's a supply and demand and they meet. And right in the middle is what we pay. Right. So yeah. increases the supply and guess what? That price is going to go down. And if I ask Kamala Harris about it, hey, she'd be like, I'm the vice president. <laughs> Damn it. She'll remind you she is the vice president. With zero answer. And then, zero and then, plan. And then if you ask Biden, he'll say, well, she's the president. Yeah, you're damn right. She, he will. They, they, whoops. Yep. Oh, so dumb. Uh, you want to talk about voting rights? Yeah. Because that was another area he yeah. was talking about. Yeah. That's important. Uh, it's amazing that the current president is, is basically seeding some doubt People hammered Trump about having these claims of of you know voter. Um, what 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 did he call it? What was his, his exact uh, terminology? Oh my gosh, fraud! Yeah, I voter think, fraud. Yeah, I think maybe that was what it was. But and that seeds doubt in our election right, system. Right. And and the guy who was the benefit of the last election, who won, is now seeding doubt in right. future elections. And and I believe that that's a racist act because he was he w- I swear it was him and his 
administration calling everybody racist for even thinking that there was, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, uh, that there was doubt or fraud or, or you know, anything that was nefarious happened. If you're not on board with his plan, you're a racist. Yeah. I got some, I got some footage for you. Uh, oh, this particular one, just the, uh, you know, the reporter is asking about, you know, what, what he thinks about hmm. the, uh, the Voting Rights Act. Thank you, Mr. President. Speaking of voting rights legislation, if this isn't passed, do you still believe the upcoming election will be fairly conducted and its results will be legitimate? Well, it all depends on uh, whether or not we're able to make the case to the American people that some of this is being set up to try to alter the outcome of the election. Oh, it's all about communicating to the American people. But it doesn't happen. Maybe I'm just being uh, too much of an optimist. Remember how we thought not that many people were going to show up to vote in the middle of a pandemic? We had the highest voter turnout in the history of the United States of America. Well, um, I think if, in fact, no matter how hard they make it for minorities to vote, I think you're going to see them willing to stand in line and, and defy the attempt to keep them from being able to vote. I agree with him. I don't think that minorities are as frail as he thinks they are. <laughs> you know, if they are our backbone that he says they are, mm. which I agree that we all, that they are just as capable as anybody else. Oh my gosh. And he makes it sound like that they, they have, you know, I guess for, to be fair, maybe he's talking about the people that are here illegally. You know, it's really hard <laughs> oh, no. for these people that don't have ID, you know, mm. the people that, I mean, Americans, and I mean, legitimate Americans have no problem. If they don't want to vote, they just don't. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's nothing harder for one, one race against another race. He, he's already, you know, he's kind of going against his own argument. Of course he Because is. he's saying that minorities are going to be you know, basically prevented, you know, from oh, getting access is, to voting. But then he's saying, no, they're, they're going to wait in line to vote. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of people wait in line to vote. That's the way some states operate their their um, their polling stations. But uh, w- what bothers me is that he just says minorities. I don't get, well, what is it about minorities that oh, have yeah. any other, that have restrictions over any other part of the population. That's why I had to go with, well, you must be talking about illegal aliens or yeah. something, because I, I don't, I mean, I know, I know, I know, I guess a non-minority minority would be a white person. So I know white people that didn't go vote mm-hmm. and they have just as much, the same abilities to move around and to talk and write as anybody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I'm sick of that because to me, that's a racist statement mm-hmm. because they have just as much abilities in this country as anybody else ever did. How much harder is it, was it for people back in the day, you know, in the 1800s to vote versus now? You know, it's way easier way now easier. for every single human being, mm-hmm. and, and that goes for illegal aliens mm-hmm. to vote. And the thing is, though, with all of these different, with all these different uh, proposals for, you know, le- legislation, really the American people just need to know that their vote counts that it's taken care of, that we should have confidence in our elections. And what he keeps doing is seeding doubt right. that that our current system of elections are are actually not 
um, fair. And they've been fighting for this longest time here to say, it's right. Do not judge it. Do not doubt it. It is a strong system. It doesn't fail. And now they're like, listen, this stuff does fail because he knows he's he's failing, so he needs a backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is another area where, of course, he's he's kind of lying about about his his record uh, a little bit. Oh. But this is a little bit longer clip about his, his stance on the voting rights. Right. Let me ask you, big picture, particularly when you think about voting rights and the struggles you've had to unify your own party around voting rights, unity was one of your key campaign promises. In fact, in your inaugural address, you said your whole soul was in bringing America together, uniting our people. People heard the speech that you gave on voting rights in Georgia recently, in which you described those who are opposed to you to George Wallace and Jefferson Davis, and some people took exception to that. What do you say to those who were offended by your speech, and is this country more unified than it was when you first took office? Number one, anybody who listened to the speech, I did not say that there were going to be a George Wallace or a Bull Connor. I said, we're going to have a decision in history that is going to be marked just like it was then. You either voted on the side, not didn't make you George Wallace or didn't make you Bull Connor. But if you did not vote for the Voting Rights Act back then, you were voting with those who agreed with Connor. Those who agreed with, with, and and so, and I I think Mitch did a real good job of making it sound like I was attacking them. You notice I haven't attacked anybody publicly. Oh my gosh! Okay. Not, not publicly. <laughs> <laughs> two, two, two points. Of course, yes, he has. I mean, he's attacked people publicly all the time. He's attacked people of his, of his own party. Yeah. Uh, but the other is, you know, he talked about unity and bringing the country together. And the speech that I've, I've got some clips here to compare the two. Um, but he he really has been more divisive with with the public. And he's using race as, as one of those things. When he says, oh, yeah, I didn't say that, you know, these people were those, those you know, the, those people, those racist people of the past. But he's basically, he said that, you know, if you voted with them, you are with them. You're on their side. Right. And it's didn't like, he vote for the KKK folk? I and mean, yeah. he was like buddies with the KKK folk back in the yeah. day, too? Well, keep in mind that the original racists were really a lot of Democrats. Yeah, sure were. Uh, <laughs> yep, sure were. I know. And it's so funny because modern uh, Democrats don't even know that that was part of their history. Nope. It's like they're the easiest ones to be uh, washing that brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, I want to play, here's a cut four. This is where he kind of gets upset with the, the reporter and talks about, you know, when he was, you know, calling people racist, basically, if they disagreed with his, his voting rights thing. I know that you dispute the characterization that you called folks who would oppose those voting bills um, as being Bull Connor or George Wallace, but you said that they would be sort of in the, the same camp. No, uh, I didn't say that. Look what I said. Go back and read what I said. Ooh. And tell me if you think I called anyone who voted on the side of the position taken by Bull Connor that they were Bull Connor. And that is an interesting reading in English. You, you, I assume <laughs> oh you got it in the, in the journals because you like to write. So I ask every elected official in America, how do you want to be remembered? At consequential moments in history, they present a choice. Do you want to be the side, on the side of Dr. King 
or George Wallace? Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? Do you want to be on the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? <laughs> he got so angry with the reporter. I mean, seriously, it's a good question. Right. But the problem is, is he's just reading somebody else's mumble jumbo, well, you know? But he's, I mean, I mean he's, he's, not, he's not telling the truth no. here. Because, yes, he did. He basically said that these people are voting on the side of these, you know, racist well, people. Well, do, do you know who uh, Bull Connor is, by the way? Um, no, enlighten me. Yeah, I had to look him up because you know I wasn't I wasn't around back when he was. I know who William Wallace is. <laughs> <laughs> William Wallace. <laughs> um, yeah, so Bull, Bull Connor, he was an American politician, served as com- commissioner of public safety for the city of Birmingham, Alabama, oh. hotspot for uh, racism, of course. And um, yeah, he was in there for two decades, and he's a m- member of the Democrat Party, and he was strongly opposed to the civil rights movement of the 1960s. Oh, huh, he's a keeper. For two but decades. I like to highlight member of the Democratic Party because th- you know they were a big part of a lot of the racist activities. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and now you know the Democrats are like all upset it. about it. You Own know, it, Democrats. The Republicans are that way. Yeah, it's just yeah, it drives me crazy. Um, and you know, and and to be fair, I'm going to get this quote wrong, and that's fine mm-hmm. by me. But you know, when he was trying, when he was running, and he was talking to some African American dude. And and he was like, well, you need to figure out who you're voting for. You don't vote for me. You ain't black or mm-hmm. something. He's yeah. like, what the f- is that? Yeah, yeah. He was doing that on the campaign trail. That was that makes no sense. <laughs> no sense. Uh, let's uh, shift over mental fitness from Biden. There was a reporter actually asked about it. Well, I won't say he's in. <laughs> you know, he looks. Oh, you said mental. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say he, he's you know I'm a little bit fatter than he is so he's a little bit physically better shaped than me probably. <laughs> I'd like to um, I'd like to raise a delicate subject, easy, uh, but with utmost respect for your life accomplishments and the high office you hold. A poll released this morning by Politico Morning Consult found 49 percent of registered voters disagreeing with the statement. Joe Biden is mentally fit. Not even a majority of Democrats who responded uh, strongly affirmed that statement. Ouch. Well, I'll let you all make the judgment whether they're correct. Well, so the question I have for you, sir, if you'd let me finish, is why do you suppose such large segments of the American electorate have come to harbor such profound concerns about your cognitive fitness? Thank you. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, my he has, God. he has no idea. Huh? Oh, no. What? That, that proves it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you had a you have an opportunity to set things straight. Mm. And he doesn't want to take it. You know. I just you know, it's been obvious. I mean, even you know, of course, members of his own party realize that he's not all there. And I think that's probably so. why he got put in place there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. We're. Run a little bit, a little bit late here, but uh, I want to end end the show with just a collection from this particular presser, uh, some highlights of you know his awkward moments, and that'd be great. Yeah, we passed a lot of things that people don't even understand what's all that's in it. Understand? Like gas. I mean, one of the things that I remember saying, and I'll end this, 
I think it's extremely realistic to say to people, because let me back up. <laughs> so whether or not we can actually get an election. And by the way, I haven't given up. We haven't finished the vote yet on what's going on 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 the uh, um, on voting rights and the John Lewis bill and others. Um, the uh, uh, Allison Harris, please. Very few schools are closing. I hate that. Over 95 percent are still open. Uh, has is becoming much more informed on the. Um, <laughs> the motives of um, my son, some I mean, of the political <laughs> players and some of mm-hmm. the uh, give him something to read fast <laughs> and the political parties, which are, one more which are, what are the uh, political President. parties? Um, By the way, it's a quarter of guys. Now, so I'm going to do this. <laughs> just let's, if you ask me easy questions, I'll give you quick answers. <laughs> That's just my, ask him that, easy questions. That's my president. <laughs> well, the whole thing was really difficult to watch. It was just very long. A lot of, I mean, you saw in the clips here, he took some pauses, but that was not, I mean, that was just a small segment of how many he took throughout this entire thing. It was really, I mean, you know, you watched a lot of it. It was really hard to get through. Very hard to get through. We'll see how things go. Yeah. I think um, Ukraine might be in trouble. Yeah, um, that, that so, is a sad situation. Yeah. I, I I feel for them as well. We're all going through this COVID life in mm-hmm. this world, and they have something way more dire to yeah. deal with. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. COVID stuff for us will follow suit with uh, what um, you know the UK is doing in Florida and Texas and some of these other We could only hope states. it keeps going that direction yeah. for sure. All right. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Uh, thanks again for watching. Catch more information on our website. At Never2Series.com. Yeah, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. It is... At mailbag at Never2Series.com. Nice. Man, Dave, you got this down. Well, I do. Yeah. Uh, find us Find us on social media as well. We're on Twitter, Getter, Parlor, and our handle is at the NTS podcast. So... Yep. Find us on your uh, mama's bathroom wall. Sketched <laughs> in there. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, until we see you next time, take care. And be safe.